to the Lord. I really enjoyed that song that ministered to my heart. I haven't heard that one before, but thanks, Brother Caleb, for, for that and for our other music, musicians tonight. And uh, thank Pastor for reading those verses there and also just for the opportunity to speak tonight as well, to be able to open the Word of God and uh, just share a few things here. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, it's good to be in the church tonight. I know we can't all enjoy that, but I uh, just wanted to say it is good to be here and just amongst a few other people here with us tonight as well. Uh, but if you have your Bibles, uh, please turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, we'll read a few verses from there in just a moment. Not straight away, but Ephesians chapter 4, we'll read some things there. Um, but while you're turning there, I might just have a word of prayer and just ask the Lord to help us tonight with what we look at. So let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, uh, Heavenly Father, we do thank you uh, that you are the God that you say you are, that we can trust in you, that, Lord, we can uh, stand on your word and uh, we know that, Lord God, you will be faithful to it for eternity. Father, we thank you for the truths found in your word. We thank you, Father, that you are a God who understands us, knows us intimately, and uh, that you do care for us, Lord. Uh, Father, I do pray that this evening you would please help us uh, to draw a little bit closer to you, understand a little bit more about the situations we're in and how you help us, Lord God. And our Father, I just pray that you'd be pleased with everything that takes place. I pray you would receive glory tonight from all that we do. And our Lord, we just thank you for these opportunities. I thank you for our church, Lord God, and for all you've done in it and through it. Uh, even during this time, Father, we just thank you for helping us, for guiding us and for being our God. And our Father, we just pray you bless our time together in your word. And we do ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is a pleasure to be here, um, but I, I wonder if you're a little bit like me when it comes to opening up your letterbox. Um, I know that when I open up my letterbox and I pull out some things and I see something that says, to the householder, that thing goes straight in the bin. I don't, I don't even bother opening it. My kids get excited because they're like, oh, mail, like it's probably something exciting. No, to the householder, it's, it's just a generic thing that has nothing to do with me. I don't care about it. So that pretty much just goes straight into the bin. Uh, so you might be the same like that, or maybe it's when you open your inbox for your emails, uh, a little bit similar. You might see a whole bunch of stuff that comes in and uh, you look at that and you just see, is there anything that's relevant to me? Is there anything that is addressed personally to me? And if it's not, it's most likely going to go in the trash bin in your email program. Uh, so I'll do that. I'll scan through emails and I'll be like, yeah, that's from that company, but I, I don't think it's actually personally to me. It's just some generic thing that they've sent out. So you may be a little bit similar like that. And I, I bring that up because I've found uh, at this time that we're in, you know, with the, the, the restrictions and the distancing and all that kind of stuff, that we can, we can be looking for a lot more personal things in life. Uh, maybe looking for, for God to reach out in a little bit more personal way. Or maybe we've just overlooked that a little bit at this time. And I want to just talk a little bit about that this evening um, because I find that there's things that help us connect a little bit better just in our relationships. Like we talk about body language all the time and, you know, eye contact and things like that. And, you know, even just being able to mention a person's name in front of them when you're talking to them. All of these things bring us a little bit closer to the person we're talking to or make us feel a little bit more like our conversation that we're having is a bit more personal to us. And during this time, and particularly during when we're having online church like we are right now, we, we have lost a lot of those things or, or we, we just can't, we can't bring them into, into our services as much. And I guess on the receiving end of, on the other side of this camera, 
you might be feeling a little bit distant from what's being put out through this stream tonight or any other time that we do it. And I just want to touch a little bit on that because I've heard, you know, obviously from different people, even in my own family, how hard it can be at a time like this to engage with the church services or the different groups that we have online at this time. And uh, all those things that we're missing just kind of seem to make us a little bit further and further apart. And it kind of feels like a little bit of a struggle to, to connect and engage a little bit. Um, and I can be honest, it's not just you at home. Uh, sometimes when I'm sitting here and I've finished doing what I'm doing up at the sound desk and I'm sitting, you know, just down there, I can feel disengaged because I can be thinking, oh, pastor's preaching to all those people who are sitting at home in front of their screens right now. He's, he's not preaching to me. He's preaching to all those people. So even I can feel it like when I'm right here in this space and this is where it's coming forth from. But I guess I'm just saying we're all in it a little bit together. And we can all feel that, that distance a little bit um, as we go along through this. And praise the Lord for the, the different restrictions being lifted a little bit uh, this week. Um, so this message is not necessarily, oh, just throw that out because, you know, everything's going to go back to normal like tomorrow. Well, it's not. We're still going to continue with this a little bit. And so my prayer tonight is really just to help us to see how God is still working even through this distant church services that we're doing and the distant group meetings that we're doing online. And I know, you know, he's been working this whole time, but I guess sometimes we can overlook it or think about it differently or approach it a little bit differently. I don't know about you, but um, I come home sometimes after church service and, you know, my family are not exactly dressed in their day clothes anymore, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they're, they're still in their pyjamas at, you know, 11.30, 12 o'clock in the morning. So it, we, we approach church a little bit differently, but I, I hope that or my prayer is that we wouldn't approach it in a way where we're missing out on what God is giving us through the messages that, that go forth. And everything that I say tonight is not just about uh, who stands in this pulpit here and gives a message, but like I said, even through our Zoom groups and uh, even in the next few weeks coming up, uh, everything that we do that might be online or a little bit different, just remembering that God is still who he says he is and that his messages can still change your life and can still help you, even if it seems a little bit distant at this time. So really, I'm just going to give you three things to remember tonight about God's messages from a distance. So that, if you want to tile God's messages from a distance. So I'm going to look at three things here. So you look, you're in Ephesians 4 right now. Uh, so we're going to read that in just a moment. But my first point here is that God's messages are still personal. God's messages are still personal. And if you just think for a moment on John 3.16, very familiar verse, you know, for God so loved the world. And if you stop there and you think, okay, the world, um, you can think, wow, that's, that's pretty, you know, distant. That's, that's pretty far removed from me as an individual being on this planet. It's just like this whole generic kind of statement that God so loved the world. And sometimes we can think about, you know, even this kind of service like that, like, oh, yeah, it's just generic. It's just... You know, it's just thrown out there across the internet and it's not personal anymore. But when you think about God so loved the world, you might think initially about a globe, but then you've got to zoom in a little bit and think and approach it a little bit differently. Okay, so God's not talking about just a globe, not talking about the physical earth. He's talking about the people on that earth. And you might go, okay, well, that's, that's a lot of people. It doesn't seem too personal yet, does it? Well, let's zoom in a little bit more. And then it comes down to a group of people. It might be a, a nation, a country. And then you zoom in a little bit more, it becomes a suburb. Or, and then you zoom in, a family, and then a person, and that's you. So God's, that's how God operates. He's saying, yeah, it is the whole 
but it's also the individual. And God's messages that go out through this camera right here and into your living room or your bedroom, wherever you are, is exactly the same. It's, it is generic. It is going out to many places, but it is going to you. And so God's messages that come forth are still personal to you. And you've got you to think about it like that. Like, this is for me. God is talking to me and he does care about me. And we sung about that a little bit tonight, that, that Jesus does care about us. And so God's message is still personal. And think about this, a family meal, like when my wife cooks a meal for everyone in the family, you know, you can look at it, probably as a kid, you can look at it like, oh, she's created this meal and like everyone's got the same thing. And well, is that really a personal to me? Is it like, it's not really like going out to a restaurant and ordering my particular meal and I want everything that I want on my plate, you know, all my favourite things. But if you think about it, my wife's cooking the meal for the whole family and as she's preparing that, and I use that word purposefully, preparing that, she's thinking about what everyone in the family needs, what the needs are for every single person in the family. So she knows what I need. She knows what Reese needs. You know, Reese has certain dietary requirements and what Laura needs and she knows what she needs herself. So she's going to prepare that specifically for everyone, but at the same time, it is tailored personally for the individual. And God's messages are exactly the same way. So we might all be receiving the same message, but he's still tailoring it specifically to your heart tonight and tomorrow and the next day. And when any other time that a message goes forth across the internet from this place, it's, it, it is God tailoring it specifically to you. And so just like it is with the meal, it's like that with God. And you're in Ephesians 4. I'll look at um, two verses here. So verse 11 and 12. And it's talking about what God has given to the church and how he's going to work through different people in the church. Verse 11, it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And I say to you tonight that he's given us a pastor. He's given us teachers in this church. But what's the purpose? What's the reason that he gave those to the church? Keep looking. It says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So anytime something is taught through this pulpit or through the Bible in this place, that's the purpose of it, is that it would be edifying to the body of Christ, that it would be perfecting the saints. And that's you and that's me. So anytime we're on the receiving end, the whole purpose is that we would be edified, that we would be, become more Christ-like. And so what you're receiving each week whether it's through Pastor Lloyd or through your Zoom group leader or anything like that, has been prepared for you personally. And you might say, well, they didn't ring me up this week and ask every single thing that, I, that I'm in need of this week. No, but they're in contact with a God that also is leading them and guiding them in the messages that they prepare and how they speak to you and how they pray for you, all of these things. It has been prepared personally for you. So we've got to be careful that we don't think, oh, just live streaming, distant, uh, not as personal anymore, it is. And that's just tonight is really I'm just reminding us of that fact that God is still a personal God through all of this. And I'll say this, that God gave us a pastor or God gave you your Zoom group leader or your Bible study leader. Um, he gave those, th those people for these things in these two verses to happen. And not only that, he prepared those people, but he, he's prepared those people in a way that, Anyone that stands here is going to be asking him, what do these people need today? What do these people need this week? Whatever it is. 
I mean, I know for me, uh, I just pray, Lord, can you just help me to be a help to the people that are going to listen to this today or next week or whenever it is. And I'm sure pastors are exactly the same. And I'm sure everyone that speaks uh, from the Bible in this place is exactly the same. So just thinking about it, it's, it has been prepared for you, even if maybe when it gets delivered to you, it doesn't have your name specifically written on it. But that's God's intent, is that he would use, like he said, like pastor said this morning, you know, God's going to use people in your life to show you some things and, you know, get you to think about some things. Well, God's preparing these people to give you the messages that you and I need to help us in this week or whatever we're going through. So I, I guess what made me think about when I was writing this, it made me think, you know, when you pray for someone that you've never met yet, you, someone asks you, can you please pray for my sister? You know, you've never met them before and they give you a prayer request and you pray for that person that you've never met you may not even know their name, you don't even know what they look like, uh, but you're genuine in that prayer and you're asking God to change their life. That doesn't make it any less personal just because you've never met them, just because there's a distance between you and that person. You're being genuine and you want that thing for them and you want God to do a work in their life or whatever it is. It's still very personal because you're trusting in a God who is personal. You're trusting that God knows that person and God knows you and, and God can connect those things together and he can do a work because you're being genuine, you're asking him to do that. It's exactly the same. So when a message goes out on live stream, comes to you, that's, that's the preparation that God's done beforehand, that it is, it is tailored personally to you and to your heart, to your soul. So it's not impersonal because you are trusting in a God who understands all these things and you're giving them over to to these things. And I just want to remind you tonight that you're not just a number in a crowd. You're not just a, a digit on the computer. You know, we look at, you know, how many people have, have logged on to watch the stream and, and, you know, we look at all these different things and, you know, we want to do our best and all that kind of stuff. And yes, we see a number there and sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes down. But you're not just a number. God doesn't see you just as a number who's logged on to a stream. He sees that you're a person who's in need of some things. And so he's prepared a message for you to help you. And I know there's extra things to deal with when you're doing church online. Uh, you know, if you've got young kids or whatever, you've got distractions that come and go all the time. And, you know, it might be that the next door neighbour starts mowing their lawn or something like that. Who knows? There can be just be multiple different distractions. So I'm not in any way tonight, you know, down on you if, if, if you're battling distractions while you're doing church. Um, but really just trying to remind us that we need to just come back to the main thing that God is, is speaking to me when I'm watching this stream, that it is for me. And I, I need to just pay attention as much as I can and try and get things in place as much as I can. I don't care if you wear your pyjamas when, you, when you're watching church online. Like, I really don't. I would probably do it myself if I was at home. Um, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is, okay, you need to be listening that God is still speaking to me personally today. And uh, I'm going to do the best I can to, to pay attention to that and to, and to give reverence to that, to that, that God's, give, God's got something prepared for me. So God's blessings, his messages may be delivered from a distance, but they are personal, especially when we look for them, when we seek for them. You know, when God says to seek out wisdom and, and to search after it, uh, you can be on the receiving end of that and you've, you mean it, you want it, you're, you're ready for it, you're ready to receive it and you take ownership of it. So that's the first one tonight is God's message is still personal. God's messages are still personal. We're going to have a look at another one here, but if you go with me to Luke 
chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And we'll look at the second one tonight. And that's this. God's message is still valuable. God's message is still valuable. Now we need to be careful we don't change the value of what God is giving us or how God, or the value of what God places on things because of how we're viewing it. Um, and I'll give you this example. If, if Nicole sent me a text that said, Nicole, my wife, sent me a text that said, uh, I love you and I want the best for you, uh, I'd be pretty happy with that text. That's, that's a good text to get. So wives, if you want to give a good text, send a text like that. I love you and I want the best for you. But to your husbands. But if, if you found out that she, she sent that to every contact in her, li- in her list. Now, see, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, in, in, a, in a Christian way, I love you and want the best for you to someone. But I could be guilty of, I found out that she sent that to everyone. It wasn't just to me. I'd be like, oh, I thought I was special. You know, I thought I meant something a little bit more to, than, than uh, everyone else in her contact list or something like that. Well, I probably do, but at that time, she's just letting everyone know that she's praying for them, she loves them, and she wants the best for them. So I can diminish the value of that message by how I'm viewing it, thinking that, oh, it's not special anymore because it wasn't just for me. But I couldn't be further from the truth. It's still true to me, just as much as it was true for all the other people that she sent that message to. So God's message that he sends out is is still valuable regardless of how many other people are hearing it, are getting it, are receiving it. And, you know, we, we think about, you know, I mean, I, I guess I put myself in that story, but I would be thinking that way, that it's not valuable as much or anymore because a lot of earthly things, we tie the value to something because of its rarity and we say, okay, it, it's quite rare, there's not many of that, so the value of that thing increases. Um, you know, you look at coins and stamps and collectibles and all that kind of stuff. Um, when there's less of those things, then the, the, the value of that thing increases. So that's how we kind of look at it in an earthly sense. But God's economy is, is a little bit different to ours. And he doesn't necessarily always work like that. And I want you to think tonight about the value that he's placed on you individually. Because he has placed a value on you. Uh, we don't create our own value. No one else creates it for us except for God. And if you're in Luke 12, have a look at verse 6. We'll read a couple of verses here. And this is what God's saying. He's saying, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. So he's saying, you know, you do have value. You are valuable to me. I know who you are. I know everything about you. He mentions about, you know, knowing the numbers of hairs on your head and and all these sorts of things. And he's saying, you know what, like our first point, I'm a personal God. I understand you and and I've placed value on you. And the message that I have prepared for you is personal and it is valuable. So just, again, another just reminder tonight that, the message that comes to you through live stream or through Zoom or whatever it is, it, its purpose is that it would be valuable to you. And so just a reminder to receive it that way, to look at it that way and, and view it that way and don't think, oh, well, it's just going to a whole bunch of other people as well, uh, a bunch of other people I don't even know that could be on the internet at the same time. Okay, that's good, but 
God's value in his word and how the value that he places on people doesn't diminish when it gets split multiple different ways. See, see, sometimes our value in things does do it that way. Like when we, we split it up, it's like, okay, it's not worth so much anymore. But when God puts value on something, it doesn't just lose its value because he gives it to you and to that person and that person and a hundred other people. So everything that you receive through God's messages, through his word, doesn't diminish in value because other people are receiving it at the same time. So that's, that's important for us to remember. And we can read these verses here in Luke 12 and we can be tempted to think, you know, I've heard this verse before. Uh, it says, you know, ye have more value than many sparrows, but my name isn't in there. <laughs> is, he, is he really talking to me? You know, we can question that sometimes. Really, how valuable am I in God's sight? Because, you know, I wasn't specifically put in there. But God's put this in here. Like, imagine if your name was actually in that verse. Like your full name, you know, Andrew David Barnes. You are of more value than many sparrows. You'd be like, wow, that verse was for me. I am claiming that verse. That is mine. Well, God's not going to do that for every single, you know, you just never, you'd never get anywhere in the Bible if every single person's name was written there. You know, he understands that. I know we understand that. I know we're not, we're not little kids tonight. But we need to approach his messages, his words that way. That when he says you, ye, and he's talking about the Christian, the individual, then you've got to put your name in there and you've got to say, okay, he is talking to me and there is value for me in this. There is value in these scriptures for me. And look in, those ver- in verse, verse number eight, he says, whosoever shall confess me before men. And then he says that he will confess him before the angels of God. It's not like, oh, whosoever, like you just throw it out there like, oh, just anyone, like if anyone happens to, to kind of do that. No, he's saying, I've actually made provision for each one, each person, every single one. I've made provision for the ones that I value. And so that's how we need to approach his messages when they come through onto your screen, whether it's a tiny little screen, a big screen, or wherever you are in your room or your house or whatever, that this is tailored to you and it has value for you. And he's purposed it for you. So right now, God's message may very well be reaching a whole lot more people online than maybe it did when we were having regular services. We don't know. We don't know how many people are are logged in on one connection or anything like that. But it doesn't diminish what he has for you just because then it might be going to multiple more people. Okay. God's message still holds value for you even when you're distant from it physically. So you can get just as blessed sitting in your lounge room tonight by God's word than you can if you were sitting here and listening to God's word. So the distance doesn't necessarily change the value of what God has for you. And we read, uh, Pastor read, you know, Second Timothy, those verses there. And in verse 16, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And then it goes on to say, and is profitable for all these different things. So every single scripture, all scripture is given and is profitable. So every single scripture that you can find in God's word is helpful for you, is profitable for you in some way, even if it's to say, hey, you need to get that right or, or you're doing that really well or you know, maybe do it this way or see how God did this, whatever it is, every single scripture is profitable for you, is valuable for you. So when it comes through the camera, onto your screen, through the, through the messenger of God, whoever it is, then you understand, okay, that's God's word and it's valuable for me. 
just remind yourself of that. Just keep reminding yourself of that because it's quite easy, isn't it, when you, you just have a screen, you've got other stuff going on in your lounge room and stuff to kind of maybe just lose interest a little bit or get distracted a little bit. But we just need to remind ourselves, okay, this is for me. It's value, valuable for me. And what that word of God says tonight, this morning, whenever it is, it, it, it's what I need. And God's given it specifically for me. So that also means don't be tempted to view God's messages like another TV channel. <laughs> because I'm sure it can be tempting to do that. I mean, I know I've pretty much been here for each service when we've having our online services, but I can imagine it could be tempting to just kind of treat it just like a TV channel or a movie or something on Netflix or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, yep, he's gone on that point a little bit long now, so let's see what else has gone. I'm talking about me, not pastor. Um, I really am talking about me because I preach way too long sometimes. But I'm just saying we can, we can probably treat it that way. You can probably view it that way. So just make sure that we're not looking at it that way. Make sure we're treating it with the respect that God has intended it to be treated with. Okay, this is the last one, number three. Um, if you go to 2 Timothy 3, we are going to look at a few verses here in a, in a bit, 2 Timothy 3. But the third one is this, God's message is still powerful. God's message is still powerful. And you might say, oh, it sounds a bit the same, like it's still valuable, still powerful. They are similar, but you can, you can understand that something is personal for you you can understand that something has value and you can still just leave it sitting on a shelf and not do anything with it. So recognising that God's messages still has power is, is part of the putting that into action, like getting your ears ready and your heart ready and, and, and soaking it up. It's, 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 it's part of that. So it's kind of combining all those things together and saying, okay, we're going to receive something of the Lord when this message is on today or tonight. So God's message is still powerful. There's plenty of things that do lose their power or do lose their impact. And it might be because of overuse or, or other, other things that come up, um, overexposure or just the fact that it's, it's very common to find. Um, there's plenty of things that do that. And I'll give you an example. And I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out something that has lots of power. An iPhone 3, Okay. <laughs> This is an actual iPhone 3. I know you might say this should be like in a museum somewhere or something, but you might be looking at this iPhone 3 and go, that has power. Well, it actually does have power. I mean, you think about when the iPhone came out and when this one particularly came out, this was like changing the world. Like it, it, it was mind blowing to so many people because it revolutionized how the mobile phone industry went and how we use mobile phones and all that kind of stuff. And this changed a whole lot of things. So when this came out, everyone was like, wow, that, that is a powerful device. That's like, that's like a, a mini computer that fits in your pocket and it can do so many things, so many other things that even mobile phones beforehand couldn't do. And so the problem that we can, we can find ourselves doing is going, okay, this has been superseded. They're up to the iPhone 100 now or whatever they're up to this doesn't really have much power anymore. But it's not actually correct. This iPhone still does retain the same amount of power it had when it first came out. So I can plug this in and I can still use it and it still opens up and it still runs the same programs and still operates pretty much the same way. I mean, I know, understand, like not everything's gonna be supported anymore and all that kind of stuff, but it still retains power. It still has more power than all the other phones before it. 
But what we do is we go, oh, there's some newer, greater thing now. This thing is, is, is you know, we'll just disregard it. It doesn't have any power anymore. Uh, it's become so common now. Like there's so many other different alternatives now. It's not just the iPhone. There's all the other kinds of phones and all that kind of stuff. And we can kind of go, oh, well, that can just go into the shelf and never be used again because it doesn't really have much power anymore. But it actually does. And why am I saying all this? Because we can look at streaming online a little bit that way. And we can be looking forward to, you know, from iPhone 3, you can be looking forward to the next one, the 4, the 5, the 6, the 7, the, you know, the X, whatever it is, looking forward to the next one and just disregarding that. This still actually does have power. So you might be looking forward to when we get to meet again as a church, then it'll all be different. Then it will be personal to me. And then the, the scriptures that go forth, they will be valuable to me and all these sorts of things. Well, I'm just reminding us tonight that they always have been. God's message has always held the same power. It's always been valuable. It's always been personal to the individual. So I guess I'm just saying I'm looking forward to when we can meet again, when we can have more people here. But don't switch off and think, oh, I just have to wait until that happens before I start receiving something of the Lord through the online streaming. It's still happening right now. You can still get just as much help online now as you can when you're sitting in the pew here and listening to the message. Now, you don't get all the other stuff that God intended for church and, and interaction and fellowship and all those sorts of things. I know you kind of miss out on that side of things a little bit, but I'm just saying the power in his word can go forth, forth from this camera onto your screen and still affect your life. And so we just need to approach online streaming right now as we, we have to do it that way. And not just switch off and think, oh, yeah, I'll just wait until we can actually meet together before I really listen to the words of God in the messages that are coming forth. No, you can do it right now. You can do it any time that it goes forth from this place. And it's, it's God's messages that help a person to be more Christ-like. It's his words that help a person to become more like him. It's his words that change someone's life from, from darkness to light. Uh, so those things can still happen through a screen. I mean, we would prefer that you would all be here and we can do it all together. But when we have to do it this way, don't switch off and think that it can't happen because his power is still his power and it can transcend the internet and all these sorts of things. It can transcend your screen and your lounge room and, and what you're wearing on a Sunday morning. It can transcend all of those things. It still has the same power. So what's this got to do with you and live streaming church services? Well, Second Timothy you're in chapter 3. Just have a look at verse 14 and 15. It says here, But continue thou, and you can even put your name in there, like I said before, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. And look, I know that Paul's saying, he's talking to Timothy here, um, and he's, he's, he's basically saying, you know, you, you've learnt the scriptures, you've known the scriptures from a child. I guess a, a little bit of a different application here that, you know, you might have been a Christian for a while and you've learnt some things in church. You've learnt some things from the word of God and the messages that have, that have gone out in your life. And you can apply it a little bit that way. And you can say, well, they're, they're common to me. I understand them. I know them. I, I've lived them. I've seen them outlived in, in other people's lives. And just keep reading this verse here, it says, You've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. And that word able, 
It's talking about the power that God's word has. It's talking about the power that the scriptures have. The, 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 the words of God have power to make you wise unto salvation and unto a whole lot of other things that God wants you to be wise unto. So I guess I'm just saying you might have found access to God's messages online so common or just so easily accessible or easily changed or you know whatever however you've approached it that you might have just disregarded its power a little bit but I'm just reminding us tonight that his power is still there even though you can just turn it on and off like that on your screen it doesn't diminish the power that the word of God has so let's make sure that we approach it that way think about it that way look forward to it that way and as the start of verse 14 says, continue in those things. So continue to, to stream online while we can only stream online. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that you have to stream at 10 o'clock online, but hey, that's a good practice to get into if you can do it. Uh, you know, if, you, if your household, you know, is not going crazy at that time in the morning or something like that, then just stick with it and be there sitting ready to receive what the Lord has for you. Because all of these things are true. He's still personal. His message is still valuable and his message still has power. So be careful that we don't view God's messages online kind of like how most people would view the iPhone 3. It's like, ah, uh, you know, it doesn't... Or just wait for the, the better one to come out. No, keep on it now. Um, and, and really, it's how we approach God's word that helps our life to be changed. I mean, his power is there, it's present, uh, but we have to be ready to receive it, to listen to it and uh, accept it, all those things. So a little bit of a different message tonight, I know, but probably just a bit of a reminder that when you are streaming, that God's power is present, his word is valuable, and it is personal to you. So I hope that's a help, whether you're an older person, younger person, everyone in between, uh, his message is, is just for you, and he wants you to receive something of it. So that's it from me tonight. Uh, I'll just pray, and then I'll just hand over to Pastor, and uh, we'll continue with our, with our night. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we do thank you once again for your word. Thank you once again uh, for the power that is in it. I pray you'd help each of us to just uh, remind ourselves of these things, approach uh, your messages this way. And uh, we do thank you for the opportunity we have, the technology we have to be able to deliver your word online, Lord. And uh, we do look forward to the time that we can uh, be together a whole lot more, Lord God, and do many more things that you've intended for the church. And uh, we just pray that you would keep us safe until that time. Help us to grow. Help us to encourage one another. We do thank you for tonight. We thank you. We love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.